Hey, welcome to Simone J. It's Between the Weeks. With two freaks. I'm Sydney. I'm Shu. And we're here to fill you in on what's been filling up our lives. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Off the cuff. <laughs> nice. Improv, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to have a lot of updates because we, uh, we, we're late. We're late. We haven't recorded in like a week and a half. Um, so yeah, we have so many things to talk about. Do we want to start with the big news in regards to Simonche? Hit us with it. All right. So Simonche more than doubled our listeners in the past week. Oh, shit. Which is <laughs> welcome. Um, welcome one and all. Welcome one and all. Um, yeah, we usually get about 200 listens a week and this past week we hit 451. Wow, that's cool. So uh, the main reason is because Nexium, aka NXIVM, was back in the headlines. Right. And we can update you on that. Um, but in regards to our listenership, I just wanted to say most of the new listeners are from Washington, D.C., or Silver Springs, Maryland, which oh. means that they are either listening, uh, they're people at um, the Discovery Channel, Discovery Communications, uh, or Radio One, which are located there. Maybe those people are listening and they want to give us a show. Or it's people with the U.S. government who have to research Nexium <laughs> and they're turning to Simone Che to get the backstory. I kind of hope it's the government. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, because the FBI arrested the leader of Nexium. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. So okay. Keith Renair was arrested in Mexico on charges of sex trafficking. Did you say Mexico? Yes. Okay. Isn't that right? Yeah. Oh, no, I was just wondering if you said Mexico or New Mexico. Oh, no, yes. he was arrested in Mexico. Okay. And so, um, and charged with sex trafficking, which means that they probably have some very good evidence to support this. This isn't just, you know, us at Simone Shea having conspiracy theories and being mad that these women in the cult aren't getting fed properly. Um, <laughs> Which they did get meals. They did get meals because one of their uh, followers updated us. Ex-followers. Um, Ex-followers, yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, I'm fine. sorry. We're not journalists unless you're Discovery Channel and we are totally journalists <laughs> and you should totally give us a show and fly us around the world um so yeah uh i was i was like maybe the fbi as part of their case needed to get the scoop on nexium and they had to listen to simonche i hope one can only hope yeah so um yeah the update that i read was about the smallville actress mm -hmm. uh kristen crook okay so not the main girl Allison Mack, but the other girl. Yes. Yes. And she said um, she's horrified and disgusted by the Nexium cult and mm. that she left and that the rumors that she was one of the top chicks recruiting other women were not accurate. They were not accurate. So, <clears throat> but they are true about Allison Mack, who was also on Smallville. Oh, okay. And there are, um, Theories that she might be arrested next. Oh. So. Yeah. So Kristen says, I quote, I am deeply disturbed and embarrassed to have been associated with Nexium. The accusations that I was in the inner circle or recruited women as sex slaves are blatantly false. Okay. End quote. All right. Kristen <laughs> Crook, we believe you. Yeah, she was 
Laura? What Lou, What was her name on Smallville? I've never seen Smallville. She was Lois Lane's granddaughter, I think. Oh, okay. So she's not in the cult. She's not doing bad things. No. Mm-hmm. We can only hope. We can only hope that <laughs> that's good. Um, also, R. Kelly, still in the headlines. Uh, a new BBC Three documentary came out called R. Kelly, Sex, Girls, and Videotape. And... In it, there isn't a lot of new information, but I do hear that it's a very well-made documentary. And uh, an ex-girlfriend, Kitty Jones, who was interviewed for that Rolling Stone article that we talked about in our R. Kelly episode, um, she talks in detail about how he groomed the girls and uh, called them his pets Uh and uh, forced them to have sex in a sex dungeon and she realized something was amiss when she met all these other girls and they were looking and acting like her. And that's when she realized that he had trained her as much as he was training them. So he was saying, here's my pets. I trained them. And she said, oh, my gosh, they look and act like me. He has trained me and groomed me as well. I need to get the fuck out. Chilling. Chilling. <sighs> Chilling news. Fuck our Kelly, man. I'd like to uh, think we broke, we broke the barrier after people heard Simone Shade. They just yeah. heard how passionate we were about mm-hmm. his bullshit, and they were like, "You know what? You're right. Our Kelly is bad. He is." And people started, you know, investigating him more and thinking he's a bad guy. I mean, we were part of this rising tide. Yeah. So. I like to think we're the highest tide. Well, it depends on how much weed we've been smoking. At times, we might be the highest tide. It just depends. (laughs) Nice. Comedy jokes. What Um, else you got? Well, what's been going on in your life? Well, oh, I saw Christina Aguilera's pictures on the paper magazine. Oh, without makeup? And I was just like, wow, she is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. She looks so young. She does look very young. Do you think she's she gets fillers? Um, Some Botox here and there? I haven't really analyzed those pictures, but... I'm just asking because the person I was with when I saw them was like, yeah, she looks beautiful, but she probably gets like facials and fillers. Well, and yeah. Not famous people do. Yeah. But I just like to think like, no, she's just... She's just always been that way. No, she's a pretty heavy drinker and she wears a lot of makeup and neither (laughs) of those things are good on the skin. Like, she works a lot. She has a family. Yeah. She drinks. She wears tons of spackle on her face. Like, she's got to be getting tons of facials. But at the end of every night, no matter what, she washes her face and puts her lotion on. Is that what she says? No, I'm just assuming. Because I wash my face and I put lotion on it and... I still look a thousand years old without makeup, so... No, I mean, you look beautiful. Well, I, I have, like, a gallon of Botox in my face right now. Nice. I, I like it. Thanks. I feel like my eyebrows are back where they belong because I went yesterday and my doctor friend... Botox expires once you mix it, and so after all of her patients get their Botox, whatever's left, I can have. Oh. And there was a lot left over... And she basically just had to make do with how, like, I got, like, 40 injections in my face Are yesterday. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Wow. It's going to take a couple more days to kick in, but um, she did a lot in my upper lip, 
which I really like when she does it. It makes your lip turn out. And last time I had it done, people kept uh, kind of fighting with me. And I realized it's because I always looked like I was smirking. <laughs> so I'm really excited for as this kind of because it, when you first get the Botox, it doesn't immediately show. So as soon as it kicks in, I'm really looking forward to all the interpersonal conflict it's going to cause in my life and <laughs> my inability to drink out of a straw. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you like how I'm just kind of leaning over trying to get You're, a good look at you? She was trying see. to see what's happening behind my pop screen. It's not really showing right looks now. Looks good. I have looks the good. I have period skin right now, which is the best it's the best well <laughs> it's nature's curse because right before you get your period you're so horny but also bitchy and covered in pimples so it's like yeah. let's let's make you super super horny but too ugly and mean for anyone to want to fuck you dude i i've been edgy this this time around yeah i don't know what's going on but this is probably the moodiest i feel like i've ever been really yeah I was, i'm i'm upset I don't know. Last night I was trying to fall asleep. It was like one in the morning. I had to get up at seven and I started to hear this tapping, this persistent like do, 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 do. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And I realized it was my neighbor like on the other side of my bedroom wall. And this lasted from like one to one thirty. What were they tapping about? I don't know, but I called Deacon. He's a late night person. Yeah. He was up and I'm like, Can you fucking hear this? Like, what is going on? And so he texts them and to see like he, he's like, Hey, if any of you are um hammering anything or something, can you please stop? Uh <laughs> And then I guess, like, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't know you could hear me. Uh-huh. I'm like, you're, are you, like, jacking it so hard you're hammering your dick or something? I don't know what's happening. What are you doing? Um, But Deacon told me that he texts them, like, "Uh, please stop or my wife's going to, like, kill somebody. And I was like, don't fucking tell anybody that. Don't make me have to be the mean one. Yeah, wife. like, don't make me seem like a bitch. And I got so mad. I just looked at him. I said, keep my name out of your mouth as <laughs> I was slowly pulling up the comforter over my face and then I just stayed like that until I felt him leave the room and I was like that's right oh I will sleep now just the idea of telling your spouse to keep your name out of their mouth is fucking fantastic and I love everything about that I know I'm like I'm so bitchy so keep my name out of your fucking mouth <laughs> or I will cut you. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, he uh, puts up with a lot. Yeah. Um and speaking of that, yeah. I don't I don't know if this actually even relates, but I have a harasser on my hands. You have a harasser? I feel like it. What? I went to Walgreens by my employment recently. Uh-huh. And the first time I went, this guy was being, like, kind of flirty and uh, the cashier. Yes. And I was just like, eh, like, just nod your head and get your shit and go. And it was, like, the kind of, like, "Uh, do you need anything else? Are you sure you don't need anything else? And I'm like, no, I'm fine. Uh, So then the second time I went and I had to get panty liners. Mm -hmm. And so I go and I'm, like, I give them to him and he scans them and then he's, like, do you need anything else? 
And I'm like, no, I'm fine. And he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, I'm fine. I would just like that. And I'd like to go. And he's like, okay, just, just checking. And then he's like, started reading the panty liner package. And he's like, oh, extra breathable. Did you see that? And I was just like, what the fuck is like, I didn't say anything, but I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, give me my shit. I want to leave. And it was very upsetting. So today I had to go to Walgreens. Oh, no. And I actually drove to a different one because I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do because I'm like, should I just go in there and be like, can someone else please help me? I refuse to talk to you. Or do I go up to him and just be like, dude, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. Give me my fucking tampons and I'm leaving. Um, well, I mean, if I were you, I would avoid him like you did because I'm a pussy, but also you could report him to his boss. Um, Yeah. I I just, that just feels like lame. Like I want to cut him. Yeah. I (laughs) had a very similar situation where we've talked about, I'm a binge eater. I don't keep food in my house. I go to the grocery store every way. I'm every day on my way to work and the grocery store between my house and my job, I would go to every morning whatever and there was this kid who worked there who we'd we'd chit chat whatever he was friendly um and like we talked about his mom was in the hospital for being sick like whatever um and he uh, one time it was before I had surgery I was like oh yeah no you're not gonna see me for like the next week because I'm having surgery but I'll be back and he's like well you gotta let me know you're okay or whatever and I thought oh we're just friends we've established you're a kid I date adults um here's my phone number (sighs) Well, that was a bad idea. Yeah. Because he just started texting me and being like, listen, like, there's just something about you that really does it for me. And like, whatever you want to do, I'll take you out. I'll pay for the liquor. (laughs) Because he was like a, he was a very young black man. Uh And so this was his way of being like, girl, like, I got you. Was he like 21 at least? I think he was like 21. He was somewhere between 21 and 23. But that is a child to me. Right. And so he's like, girl, like, I'll take you out. I'll drive. I'll buy liquor. And I'm like, I don't. (laughs) Thanks. but None of those things. None of those things. Yeah. Um, and so then I just kind of was like, haha, no, thank you. I don't drink like, and you know, you're too young for me or something. He's like, I know, but there's just something about you. And I just, I just, I had to start going to a different store. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. I couldn't go there anymore because yeah. I just couldn't open that bag of worms yeah. every time I went there where I don't. Can you treat me like I'm a stranger? Right. That would be great. If most people could treat me like I'm a stranger, I would love that. Yeah. So. Yeah. See, I I feel like I would, I don't know, in your situation, I feel like I would just, I would keep going, but avoid that and just act like, oh, I, hi, we kind of, yep, we had a thing for a second and I, I don't know you anymore. Yeah. But with this person, like, oh, I feel like it'd be different if I was like somewhat flirting back or if he was even a nice flirter but is everything okay yeah oh okay I'm sorry you had a concerned look on no you're just concerned for me I was concerned Um, for you yeah Jesus (laughs) no he's just just a very sarcastic way of flirting and I don't want it and I made that clear by just being like no thank you sir please give me my items and but he's not getting the hint yeah and I don't want to drive all the way to it's like so close to my office yeah but 
I don't know. I guess just never need to go to Walgreens during in that part of my life. Yeah. That fucking asshole. See, that shit pisses me off. Yeah, because then you have to avoid him. And I saw my one of my coworkers and they're like, well, he's just flirting. And I'm like, but I made it clear that I did not reciprocate that. And after that, I should just be like, okay, you're just a customer. You're just a customer. And like, it's like every time I go in there. Yeah. No, I would would dread that. Fuck that guy. Okay. Anyways, that Um, was it. Sorry. And rant. No, that's fine. Um, so I went on another online date <gasps> with someone who uh-huh. was more attractive in person than they were in their pictures. Oh, that's nice. <sighs> yeah. That's a nice surprise. It was a pleasant surprise. Um, yeah. Beautiful human being. Beautiful, well-dressed, charming, had a great time. He is not interested. And that's fine. Oh, no. I don't think so. I mean, like, first of all, it was a morning date and maybe I had too much coffee and was a little bit intense. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm kind of a lot sometimes. Yeah. So I don't know. And, um, yeah, so I don't think he was interested. And, but it, I mean, it was encouraging to meet someone from the internet who was really, like, good looking. this is the type of person you can watch them do your taxes and just go, oh, you, oh, look at you. What did you do in your taxes? Oh, my taxes? God, he found a deduction. Oh, God, so cool. he's fascinating. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's not interested in me. Of course not. And now I feel, well, that was the most attractive person I'm ever going to meet off the Oh, internet. my God. No, it's not. No, but I just was like, it man, that, that was a good one. Does yeah. not is not into me. I mean, I'm still going to try to make him be friends with me. Yeah. He has a really cute dog. Oh, really? I feel like that's a foundation of a friendship. Totally. Bring Frank around. Yeah. They can play. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that happened. Um. And then I went to Las Vegas. Yes. How was that? Well, uh, <laughs> I did not love Vegas. Yeah. We could have predicted that. It felt like Times Square meets my dad's basement. <laughs> now, no one no one listening has been in my dad's basement, but it's full of carpet that smells like cigarette smoke and billiards. Okay. And so my favorite thing to do when I travel is kind of just to walk around new cities. And it was shoulder to shoulder. You cannot walk down the streets there. It was just, yeah, it was like downright unpleasant. Um, we did meet up with my friend's family from indiana it was this group of old broads who were all well over 60 oh. and they number one out partied us oh really yes they were the best thing about vegas they were <laughs> ridiculous because they were all in town to see j-lo they were ah. so excited to see j-lo they also stopped at the dispensary on their way to the hotel and bought 300 worth of weed which they said we could take home with us. Whatever they didn't smoke, we could take home. Dude. Because they couldn't take it back to Indiana. However, they smoked it all in under 48 hours. Fuck yes. Yes. These are my type of people. Right? I am full <laughs> That's on. That's crazy. I am full on ready to move to Indiana to live with these ladies because they were the best. Did they just get like a bunch of joints or like They bought vape pens, they oh, okay. bought joints, they bought edibles. They mm. yeah. 
They were and they were banging on our hotel room door at three thirty in the morning, trying to wake us up and leaving notes. Like there were all these notes on the door in the morning. I was like, "Get out of bed! It's our last chance to feel thirty-two. That's so inspiring. Yeah, they really made me less scared about being an old lady because yeah. I was like, "They are just a riot." Oh, so that'll be us when we're older. I yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, it was really fun. Um. <clears throat> And then this thing happened on the drive home Uh that I feel the need to talk about on the podcast. Did one of you shit your pants? No. Okay. Neither one of us shit our pants, and that was exciting. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. We didn't do any drugs the whole time in Vegas, but then we did a lot of coke on the way home and just bullshit ourselves. No, did you? No. I was like, you would not do cocaine. No. Uh, I mean, I would, but not... On my way home from vacation. I mean, I, th- I thought you were talking about the shitting yourself, but I thought the cocaine might be. No, there was no cocaine. There was no okay. poop. Um, <laughs> so we've talked about on the podcast that I was sexting with someone yes. that I actually liked. And um, I found out uh, that uh, he has a girlfriend. Uh-huh. Like, not, not has gotten a girlfriend, but has had a girlfriend for uh, months. Oh. And um, I know her. Uh-huh. Like, not well, obviously, because I didn't know that they were together. But I know people who know her. And I've met her before. And so I felt really fucking terrible when I found that out, obviously. And because I know people who know her, when I found out they were together, I contemplated trying to reach out to her to tell her, like, just so you know, this guy has been sexting me and that probably isn't cool with you. Um, and I decided against it because nothing physical had happened. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I found out before he and I met up and anything happened. And I thought, nothing's happened. So don't interrupt their life together over this. Like, if we had fooled around 100%. I would have, but um, just for sexting, I thought, don't do it. Yeah. Well, um, oh, gross. I just had a burp while telling that story. It's it's so upsetting. You're having a reaction. I'm having a physical reaction to it. Um, So we're getting in the car to drive home from Vegas. And I haven't spoken to the guy since I found out he had a girlfriend. I had contemplated texting him and being like, you have a girlfriend, you fucking piece of shit or whatever. And I was like, you know what, Sydney, just... Don't just don't talk to him ever again. Just their life. It'll sort out if he's a piece of shit. He'll fuck her over a different way. Like, just stay out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I hadn't spoken to him since I found out. And um, we get in the car to drive home. And before I turn the car around, I get a text that said from him saying, hey, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but I've been dating so and so and I have been for months. I feel really shitty and awful about lying to you. I feel like he somehow found out that you knew. Yes. And was like, well, I just should do this to try and cover my ass. Yes. So I wrote back. I found out a week ago. It made me feel really shitty about sexting with you. Um, I appreciate you coming clean to me. Whatever. Like, what else can I say? Right. Get in the car, drive home. So we're on the road for an hour or two and I get a text from his girlfriend 
What? <laughs> Saying, hey, Sydney, this is so-and-so. We need to talk. Is there a time that I can call you? And the weird thing is it was worded the same way that his text was. And so I think oh, that shit. she had found our text conversation and texted me from his phone to yeah. see a response. Basically to say, I don't know if you know or not. To have me write back, yeah, of course I know. Or no, I don't know. Um. So anyways, I call her right away. Oh, really? I would have been like, no, we don't need to talk like. I have nothing to do with this. I didn't know. I'm well, done. She basically, what'd she say? What'd she say? She basically wanted to get the story straight. Okay. And that's fair because, like, I have been in the exact position yeah. that she is in where I was with someone who basically the, the liars only admit to what you have evidence to prove and the lie evolves as you find more evidence. Yep. And she's like, I just need to get to the bottom of this because he's saying this and that and... I need to know. And I just felt like because I have been exactly where she's at, I understand the need to understand what is she dealing with so she can have the facts and make a decision. That's very empathetic of you. <sighs> yeah. So I call her and we talk and basically he, he had said, no, we only sexted for like a week. We didn't have plans to meet up, whatever. And... Um, she, she had caught him at three in the morning is what had happened. So I hadn't, I hadn't sexted with him since I found out. And now it's over a week later. And he, I guess at three in the morning was like probably videotaping his dick. And she was like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, shit. And demanded he, he hand over his phone. Oh, no. Which has our entire text history in it. And she's like, I just need to confirm what he's telling me and what I've gathered from this conversation that you and him never had a physical relationship that you didn't have plans to act on it etc and she was like yeah when he sent you like this message I was in bed next to him and she was saying you know we've been through so much already and I was like girl this relationship is like get out get out <laughs> get <laughs> the fuck out like go to home depot get a sturdy uh, trash can so he has a fucking place to live when you kick him the fuck out of your house yeah because she put the deposit and everything on their place like oh, what yeah oh, shit what i gathered so was that he shit. wanted to move but in order to afford it he had to move with the girlfriend and she fronted the money for a lot of this which Shame on her. They haven't been together that long. And that was an impulsive decision on her part. That does not mean that she deserves to find out that her boyfriend is a fucking scumbag. Um, But basically, yeah, this girl has now she I I would have a week ago put her really high on the list of people that would never see me masturbate. But now that's happened. (laughs) So, yeah, she has. It's all I feel like, was she at least nice to you? No, she was so nice. And okay. she was like, she's like, girl, I do not blame you. I cannot see how you did not know, but I respect that you're telling me you didn't. And like, well, also like the text conversation that you read of his set, like would imply that I had no idea. Like he had sent me pictures of him with a dog and... um. I was like, oh, my God, who's that? And he said, oh, I'm watching this dog for my friends. And I said, that dog is my new best friend. I love him. 
she's and then she goes that was my dog oh my god and she said she can't she's like i can't believe you didn't recognize my dog i've shown you pictures of my dog before i'm like first of all i see a lot of dogs yeah and second of all if i didn't know you guys were together or lived in the same state i would have no idea to conclude that that was your dog yeah I would never think, oh, that looks like so-and-so's dog. Wow. Oh, my God. So, anyways. She was just so shitty. So shitty. And, like, yeah. So, I feel like someone has seen me have sex, first of all. Yeah. Because, like, she has seen all of me and read all of my details. And I just hate that having been in her position that he basically roped me into being playing that role in someone else's heartbreak. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not one who's prone to a lot of um regret or rumination. I usually just whatever, move on and logically like it wasn't my fault. No, I had no not idea. At all. I had no idea, but like it's something that's been keeping me like I'm having trouble sleeping. Oh no. And I'm just like really bothered by it and I think it's just because I have been in her shoes and experienced that heartbreak and I'm so upset that I'm playing that role in someone else's pain like I never wanted to be part of someone else's narrative like that and like what am I gonna do call him and tell him he's a fucking dick bag like he knows like you know I just have to let it go and hope that she leaves him because she deserved better I mean everyone deserves better but yeah yeah. So that's been, it's been like five days since that phone call. And I like, eventually I will let it go. Yeah, you should. I mean, it does suck, but it's like unfortunate that it happened to you because mm-hmm. you didn't do this. Like it happened to you. He yeah. He didn't give you a choice as yeah. to whether you wanted to be in this I, role. But if it wasn't you, like it would be someone else. It would else. 100% be someone so, else. I'm just upset that it's me. Yeah. And it's a shitty situation to be in. And it sucks to get dragged into other people's drama, especially people that you don't even know that well. And it's like, great. Now I have to worry about like how your life is going. Well, yeah, I I work with her best friend Uh and she said on the phone call, I I don't even want to tell her because I don't want her to be shitty to you at work. And I was like, well, I mean, hopefully she wouldn't be shitty to me because, like, I had no idea. And she's like, girl, I know, but, like, she's my best girlfriend. And if she knows, she'll be shitty to you no matter what because I know her and she'll be angry for me and she'll take it out on you because you're there. And that means I was like, if you need to talk to your best friend, you talk to your best friend. Because also having been in that position and feeling really silenced because I didn't want to speak out and tell people um Beyonce talks about it in Lemonade how (laughs) I'm still awful I'm still awful and annoying but in Lemonade she talks about how the source of her pain became her only comfort so when Jay-Z was having his affair she didn't have anyone else to cry to about it and she would cry to him for and like I and it often happens like that in unhealthy relationships. Like you feel like you can't talk about it to people and you're so hurt. And the only person to comfort you is the person who's hurting you. Yeah. And um, I, I was like, I don't if you need to tell your best friend, you tell your best friend. That's up to you. Yeah. And like and also like 
it's a shitty thing, but it's not like he fucked someone else. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, it's not the worst thing that could happen. And it's actually nice because it's like, okay, you did something shitty so early on that I can just move on with my life. Well, hopefully. And if she doesn't, then that's, that's on, on Exactly. And that's her path. But I mean, it's not really that big of a deal. No, I just I worry now, like when I walk through the hallways at work, how many people know about this and whatever. And like it makes me feel paranoid where probably no one knows, but I think they know. And it's just like, I don't know. I just need to I just need to get over it because I whatever. But yeah, I've been like super sick to my stomach about that. Oh, that's awful. I know. What are you going to do? Like everyone, people, romantic partners hurt each other. Yeah. Um. And yeah, he would have done it regardless. I just am mad that I'm that person. I mean, he might have already had the same situation with other people that I were think, there. Yeah. I think that she said that he has been, he's sexted other people since they've been together. <laughs> See, so it's like. I just want to be like, girl, uh, you get I out. Mean, just get the fuck out. There's just those certain type of people that can't help themselves but to fuck other people over. Uh-huh. And we all come across them at some point in our lives. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it just is about more so just recognizing those people Mm -hmm. and moving on and not letting them get to you because I mean yeah whatever yeah I mean she's like yeah he just tells me every day how I'm the love of his life and he loves me so much and then how old are these people he's older than me and she's younger than me okay and so I feel like she's young enough to put up with the bullshit yeah and so maybe that's it. It's, it's much a like good our lesson. It's like our Monica Lewinsky episode where we feel like very maternal or yeah. big sistery. And I just like want to be like, you get out, girl. Like you deserve better. Yeah. And he's the fucking trash bag. And I'm sure he means it when he says that you're the love of his life. But he also means it when he tells strangers that he wants to, you know. Fuck their pussies. Sending dick pics yeah. all over the place. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I so. mean, one day she'll just end up putting those dicks all over the internet. Yeah. Which is a crime. It is And a crime. she shouldn't. No. But that's what no. happens when you get pushed to the yeah. edge. Uh, yeah. My good friend Jessica, who we talk about a lot, just said, Sydney, maybe next time you consider sexting, look into Snapchat. Oh, dude. Pro. That's some pro gear, pro attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh hindsight. I'll, yeah. It'll probably be a long time before I sexed anyone ever again. Oh, my God. Because I I was on a hiatus for a reason. Yeah. And I went back. I went back into it. And not that didn't end well. It's just the risks. The <laughs> risks of the game, you know? You want to yeah. live fast, you die hard. I guess so. And you know what? Sometimes people that you know their first names, see you masturbate. Too fast, too furious. Next time, make sure you get access to that Instagram first. Yes. Yes. Okay, that's, that is a lesson, is that before you send people pictures of your genitals, have access to their social media profiles so you can tell whether or not they're dating someone. And if they say no, then just take that as like, oh, they're probably uh, in a relationship. They're probably in a relationship. And then decide what you want to do. Yeah. Move it to Snapchat or just say goodbye. Just say goodbye because I can send pictures of my vagina to literally anyone. So some of those anyones must be single. 
Yeah. So moral of the story. Moral of the story. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. Well, I have another update. Yeah. We had some comments on our ketamine episode. All right. So I thought I would read some of those. Okay. Uh, let's see. Becky Odango. Oh, Becky Odango. Yes. You know that person? Uh huh. They said, "Special K." I hear it's a social drug horses use. <laughs> I'm glad. I, I'm glad that got you. If you knew Becky, you'd hear it in her voice, and you uh, would love it. We waited tables together over ten years ago, and I once went up to a table and said, "Hi, can I get you started with drinks?" And they said, "Daria over there already got our order." Can you do an impression of how she would say that? <laughs> I mean, mostly like Daria. She'd be like. I hear it's a social drug horses use. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. uh, Nodnar Dyer said, God, I love K. It's a cure-all kind of thing. Really? So they're on it. Okay. They're, they're for. They're for it. Grimple Stiltskin mm-hmm. said, can some say it's boring? Haha, not worth the 10 minutes just like Salvia. Oh, Ha-ha. okay. <laughs> So, you know, some people for, some against. Yeah. Um, we came out of that episode largely against it. Uh, and then yesterday I was working in the office of my doctor friend who gives me the Botox. And she had a patient come in. And after that patient left, she said she recently did ketamine and came to a lot of uncomfortable realizations about her life and how shitty it is. And she is leaving her husband, like her husband's a what? junkie oh, and blah, okay. blah, blah. So this lady did ketamine and it was really unpleasant because she had to face the, it was a bad trip, basically. She had to face the reality of her life and, but she came out of it and now she's changing things. Oh, wow. So, and I was like, well, that's good that ketamine worked for her. Yeah. 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 Those are some major life changes. Yeah. I feel like this year's a, a real growth year. It's crazy. Already? Happening. 2018? Year of growth? Yeah. Yeah. Year of change, mm-hmm. growth, you know, revolutions, baby. I guess. I've been working out. It makes me feel like I'm changing. I've been doing Pilates and it makes me not sad. Yeah. Your arms look great. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Also, you know little anxiety update yeah you know how i like to think about death a lot uh-huh i've mentioned how i know i love someone when i start obsessing about them dying uh-huh and then today i thought you know i believe in the secret yeah and i should secret how i want my life to go yes and so i thought if i'm going to obsessively have thoughts of my mother's death uh-huh why not make them beautiful Oh, okay. And so instead of envisioning a car crash or Mm -hmm. a murder Mm -hmm. or a stroke, Mm -hmm. whatever, um, I just envisioned us real old together. Oh. And she was just happy and she's like, I'm ready. That's beautiful. I held her hand and I said, You go. I love you. And then she died. Oh. Beautifully. Yeah. So those are my new death thoughts are like me and Deacon, we're so old. We're laying in a bed together. Uh We die on the same day in Mm -hmm. the same breath. 
We just together at the exact same time. That's beautiful. Yeah, in our sleep. It's very peaceful. Um, Two days ago, I told a friend of mine who's older than me that when he gets dementia, I'm going to hold him real tight (laughs) in my arms and tell him how much I love him and how much I value our friendship. But while I say that, I'm going to be tightening a belt around his neck. (laughs) And then he said, I would prefer if you just smother me with a pillow. And what I can do is just in a year or so, I'll make a key to my apartment for you. And that way you can just let yourself in and I won't know when. And you can just hold that pillow over my face because I would rather go in my sleep. And I was like, okay. I mean, I kind of liked this belt situation. I feel like the pillow will be satisfying for both of you. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it would be weird to like look your friend in the eye and stroke their hair while you choke them out. So... (laughs) So we're both making progress. We're both making progress in um, death. Yeah. I recently I was listening to um, Pop Culture Happy Hour, a okay. podcast, uh, NPR podcast. I love NPR. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the hosts recommended a book about death and all the uh, ceremonies and styles of death that people do around the world Mm -hmm. and she said it really helped her because she also has a lot of anxiety about death Mm -hmm. um and i'm gonna read that book Mm. well the problem with dying is that it just takes so long it's just it's to me it's the mystery you know it's just the mystery of it although if someone told me like i can tell you exactly what day and how you will die uh i'd be like no i don't want to know but then at the same time i'm like losing my mind that i don't know I was just thinking about how when someone is sick and dying, you have to go visit them in the hospital for fucking ever. And it's like, yeah. And then you have to deal with like the grief and the funeral and being sad. And do you, you should get a year off work every time someone in your life dies. Totally. You just need a couple months for palliative care to get them, you know, from alive to dead. And then a couple months yeah. to fucking figure your shit out. And so that's the main thing is that you're expected to just keep living a normal life when experiencing extreme loss. Yeah, that's hard. (sighs) Yeah, so Um, that book is called From Here to Eternity by Caitlin Doty. Oh, yeah. She does the Ask a Mortician. Yes. Web series. Yes. Yes. And Uh she's trying to make uh, death not such a taboo thing here in America because we're very repressed. Yes. You know, it comes to ceremonies and funerals and whatnot. Yeah, because in other cultures and used to be in America, people die in the home. It wasn't right. And the family would wash the body and get it prepared and everything. And I want to be put in a pod and have a tree grow out of me. I want to be plant food. So keep that in mind. I'll keep that in mind. Thank you. You can throw me in a burning dumpster. (laughs) I don't give a shit. Okay. I think there is somewhere in America where they allow pyres. Yeah. So, so I'll take go. you there. Yeah. If you I'll could, take you there. Maybe if you throw, if you like float me out on a burning raft, Viking style. Yes. But before I set sail, you have maybe a half dozen young Swedish looking men ejaculate onto the shroud and then you set it on fire. I can do that. Okay. Just. I'm glad we had this conversation. Yeah, um, all right. Well, anything else before we wish everyone a happy Monday? No. Um, have a great week. And uh, thank you for enjoying our updates. Woo, woo. Woo, woo. Steal juggalos, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>